the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Last week we talked about depending on God. Well, let's finish it up, but you know... Uh, we're gonna. It's gonna lead us somewhere else, and so are you ready? I'm not telling you. You're gonna have to stay tuned. Let's pray first. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you, Lord. You are our God, and we do depend on you for everything. We bless you. We praise you. We honor you and exalt you, and ask that this program just be an extension of your word and your heart to the world, Lord. So we thank you, Father, for who you are in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that we know you. And Lord, if there are any who are listening today who don't know you, I ask that their hearts would be touched because you are the way. You are the only way. And I thank you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, I pray that uh, this coming radio program will minister to you, and if you find that's the case, we certainly appreciate any financial help you can give us to stay on the air. We also uh, love your prayer support, so please uh, consider both, and uh, would love to have you visit us at services. Uh, we currently have services going on Fridays and Saturdays, Friday nights, Saturday mornings uh, in St. Pete, Tampa, and Wesley Chapel, and Saturday afternoon and in our congregation, uh, Conexion, uh, which is our Spanish congregation. We'd love for you to uh, check us out on the website. We'd love to uh, engage with you and, and have you bring people who don't know the Lord, especially Jewish people, to come and, and visit with us. I pray, Lord, also that you would listen to our Tuesday night broadcast. It's a broadcast at 6.30 to 7.30 on prayer. And we pray for our country. We pray for Israel. We pray for uh, the world. And we're asking you to join us and 
develop an army of prayer. Wouldn't that be amazing, right? Okay. So, depending on the Lord means that we are depending on him to speak. Uh, as we speak and as we act, we're depending on him thoroughly. And realistically, you know, we're not going to be able to think about the Lord every single moment of the day. However, the more you think about him, the more you will speak and act like him and certainly depend on him. You know, Leviticus 11.45 says this, I am Adonai who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, you shall be holy for I am holy. And part of depending on God is to seek to be holy because God said we are to be holy. He's holy, and we're to be like him. So let's look at what it means to be holy, because obviously that's there's a connection there between that and depending on the Lord. In Matthew 5, uh, 15, 10, and 11, it says, Then Yeshua called the crowd and said to them, Hear and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that makes the man unholy, but what comes out of the mouth that makes the man unholy. And in verse 18 of Matthew 15, it says, But the things that proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and those things make the man unholy. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, um, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. These are the things that make the man unholy. But to eat with unwashed hands does not make the man unholy. So when we look at that scripture, we can't really abide and depend on the Lord if we're going to allow ourselves to be okay with being unholy. Now, the first thing that it mentions in verse 19 of that verse was evil thoughts. Our thoughts will be cleaned up when we put God's thoughts in our mind in a greater quantity. In other words, his word, yes. The last thing that was mentioned in that list was slander. Now, slander is when you speak something that is false, that damages someone's reputation. But you know, it's interesting in Judaism, there's something called Lashon Hara, which means the evil tongue. And it's a term uh, it's a, uh, talking about derogatory speech about a person which emotionally or financially damages them or lowers them in the estimation of others. The Shanhara is considered to be a very serious sin in Jewish tradition. Now, in the Encyclopedia of Jewish Religion, it says every kind of trafficking in evil reports or rumors whether true or not, get that? By carrying them from one person to another or by relating unpleasant or harmful facts about another is forbidden. Do you understand what Lashon Hara takes it to a new level? It means that whether the thing is true or not, if it is a rumor or an evil report or anything harmful or unpleasant, it is forbidden. It is a sin. 
You know, it's taken from Leviticus 19.16, which says you're not to go up and down as a talebearer among your people. You're not to endanger the life of your neighbor, I am Adonai. And my personal understanding of that verse is that you actually endanger the life of your neighbor with your negative words, with your words that are harmful about them. So how to be holy and truly be ready to depend on God? Well, every time you feel the urge to do anything that could be contrary to the word of God, stop and ask God for his desire and his passion. So, for instance, you're about to be sarcastic and you ask God and and maybe he says to you, encourage them rather than hurt them. Or you're about to answer in anger. And you go to the Lord and you think of his saying, revenge is the Lord's. So you know to help that that you are to show love and grace and forgiveness. You're about to grumble and complain. That's really hard because generally we don't know we're doing it until after we've done it. But um, Lord, help me to be part of the solution rather than grumbling and complaining. And when you worry... We know that in Matthew six thirty one through 34, it talks about worry. And God says each day has enough trouble of its own. So we are to bring God's word into our hearts, which will help us as well. And when we're feeling overwhelmed, I think of Matthew eighteen two to 5, which is maybe not what you would think of, but it says he called a child to himself, setting him in the midst of them and said, Amen, I tell you, unless you turn and become like children, you shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever shall humble himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such a child in my name welcomes me. Wow. The power of a child being humble. That's what it's all about. God wants us to be like children, but not in all ways, but certainly in humility. So what are the attributes of a child that God's admiring? His dependence on him, on on the parent, on God. Humble yourself and be willing to be dependent. Finally, anything that will increase Your time thinking about God and his word will cause you to be more like him. You know, fruit, uh, we were talking last week about the fruit, and fruit implies reproduction. Virtually every piece of fruit has seeds within it, seeds that are meant to reproduce more fruit. So see that not only are we bearing fruit, but we're passing it on to others. Uh, That will certainly be virtuous. Now, as we look at depending on God and we consider how to be holy as God is holy, it seems that much of our unholiness comes from our words. Wouldn't you agree? So let's discuss the rest of our time on the power of words and how our words are a big part of being either holy or unholy. So, first of all, what can, God, what can words accomplish? Well, we know that God created with his words in Genesis 1-3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. 
But people also have power in words, you know? Our salvation is created through our words. It says um, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart, it's believed for righteousness. And with the mouth, it is confessed for salvation. See, uh, it, it is, uh, we are releasing our faith with our mouth, and it seals the deal for salvation. Amen? Mark eleven twenty two twenty three is somewhat similar about releasing faith with our words. Yeshua answered, saying to them, Have faith in God. Amen, I tell you. If someone says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but trust in what he says is happening, so shall it be for him. Words are powerful. Powerful. Speech is the ability to convey, or the words are the ability to convey ideas and feelings. It's it's mostly unique to human beings. It's a tremendous blessing, but boy, can it also be a tremendous curse. The words we choose to use in expressing ourselves help create our personal window on the world. You know, positive forms of expression can help us grow into positive, optimistic people who view the world around us with generous, hopeful, and thankful eyes. This certainly helps us seek holiness. On the other hand, negative forms of speech, such as insulting or being mean-spirited or angry, will cultivate us Uh, to be negative, cynical in the world. And this will keep us from holiness, and and it'll keep us from being dependent on God. You know, in Proverbs 18, 20 to 21, it says, From the fruit of his mouth a man's stomach is filled. With the harvest of his lips he's satisfied. Death and life are in the control of the tongue. Those who indulge in it will eat its fruit. Wow. So our word is so important. We, we see that in Matthew 12, this is a verse I think about a lot, but I tell you that on the day of judgment, men will be given account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. I would say that God says our words are important, wouldn't you? <laughs> Let me tell you a Hasidic tale. It uh, illustrates how Judaism uh, sees the danger of improper speech. So a man went about the community telling awful things about his rabbi. I don't know how that's possible. Nobody would ever do that, would they? Later, he realized the wrong he had done, and he really began to feel sorry. So he went to the rabbi, and he begged for his forgiveness, saying he would do anything he could to make amends. The rabbi told the man, take a feather pillow, cut it open, and scatter the feathers to the winds. The man thought that this was strange, but it was simple enough, and so he did it gladly. When he returned to the rabbi, he, he told him he had done it, and the rabbi said, now go and gather the feathers, because you can no more make amends for the damage your words have done 
then you can collect the feathers. Whoa. Strong, huh? Makes you want to think about the words you've spoken in the past 24, 48 hours. Have they all been encouraging? You know, negative words hurt three groups of people. Certainly it hurts the one who speaks the negative words. It hurts the one who hears the negative words. And it hurts the one who those negative words are about. In Yaakov, James, uh, number 126, chapter 1, verse 26, it says, If anyone thinks he's religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is futile. Means that it's of no use. Wow, that's strong as well. Holiness requires us to speak in love. First Peter 3, 10 and 11 says, For the one who loves life, wanting to see good days, must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek shalom and pursue it. And the way you seek shalom and pursue it is to keep your tongue in check. It says in this scripture, from evil and from deceit. Psalm 34, 13 and 14, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Well, I wonder where first, you know, Peter got that one from, right? Psalm 34, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Proverbs twelve eighteen. there's one who speaks like the piercing of the sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Holiness requires our speech to promote health in those uh, we are speaking to. So when we do this, it gives health to them and it gives health to us, which is amazing that our words have that kind of power. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. See, speaking the words that are positive rather than negative help people even to not be anxious. Now, how do you do this? How how do we learn to speak with grace? Well, first of all, you have to recognize that you're not speaking with grace. You know, I always say if you're going to change your behavior, you've got to recognize what the behavior is. Okay. And secondly, you need to desire to speak with grace. Uh, See it as an obedience to the Lord. Make it a goal in your heart and mind and spirit. And finally, uh, stay out of useless discussions where arguments happen, uh, you know, there, you can't help but argue when you're in a useless discussion, right? And and look, First Timothy one three and four really explain this to you. Actually, with we're going to look at it three through seven. As I urge you, when I was leaving Macedonia, stay in Ephesus to direct certain people not to pass on different instruction or to pay attentions to myths and endless genealogies. These give rise to useless speculations rather than God's training, which is in faithfulness. 
Now, the goal of this command is love from a pure heart and a clear conscience and a genuine faith. Some have missed the mark, have turned away to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of Torah, even though they do not understand what they keep saying or what they say, uh, what they so dogmatically assert. I think that puts a lot of people in their place, that scripture, doesn't it? Uh, you want, might want to keep that one in mind, right? First Timothy 1, 3 through 7. Uh, Colossians 4, 4 through 6 says, Pray that I make the mystery clear as I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, to know how you ought to answer everyone. You know, one of the things that I do, I love to do, is teach what we would call a membership class. And I explain the three pillars of our congregational value system, so to speak. Number one, obviously, is our statement of faith, but unity in our statement of faith. You know, in order to be part of our congregation, we have to believe the same majors, right? But secondly, we have to give grace towards others in the application of our core values. Grace is the key to speech in a positive way, by giving grace, even on our core values, we have to learn. And number three, we have to love at all times. We love when we're angry. When we're, we love when people get us upset. We love when, when people are rude to us. We just love because God has called us to do that. Proverbs 16, 7, it says, When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's love. That's love. Mark 9, verse 50, Salt is good, but if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you flavor it? Have salt in yourselves and keep shalom with one another. You know, it's just, look, God says it all the time. He says in Romans 12, uh, 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with another. Do not be proud, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Repay no one evil for evil. Give thought to what is good in the eyes of all people. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live in shalom with all people. Oh, we've got to continue this. There's a lot more to talk about when we talk about words but uh, let me just mention uh, that we always appreciate people who want to uh, help support us through prayer and through monthly pledges or a one-time gift. So we, we just thank you for that. If you're one of those people, if you're not, you certainly can become one of those people by calling our office at 813-831-5673 or go on our website, heartofmessiah.org. 
Also, you can find my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube, and our services on Friday night and Saturday morning will are on Facebook Live, but we'd love to see you instead, but Facebook Live works. And Tuesday evening at 6.30, our prayer meeting is broadcasted on Facebook Live. Come pray with us. Be part of the prayer army. Um, so, again, bring your pre Believing Jewish friends, visit one of our locations, check our website, shereshtavid.org, for our locations and times. Would you join with me as we close in prayer? Oh, Lord, I pray based on this teaching that no harmful word would come out of my mouth, but only what is beneficial for building others up according to the need so that it gives grace To those who hear it, Father, I just pray in the name of Yeshua that the Lord would be our first priority and that we would grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 